What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Two Minute Drill, presented by Deep Dive Sports. It's myself, Nick, and I'm joined by Dom and David this week. We'll kick it right off, guys. Recap time. If you didn't watch this past week um, of playoff football, well, you're crazy. Um, But I don't know how many people didn't. I think what the Packers-Chiefs game, not Packers-Chiefs game, I'm a crackhead. Packers-Chiefs. Packers 49ers game, sorry. Um, I think it maxed out at like 47 million viewers and then hung right around like 39 million, I think, for the game or something like that. So pretty cool. That's a, that's a lot of people to watch <laughs> a playoff game, especially um one of that. But we'll go uh we'll go through the games here. First one right off the bat here. We'll go Ravens, Texans. You guys didn't watch this game. It was pretty close at half. It was tied 10 to 10. Um, I kind of thought it might have stayed that way, but the Ravens came out in the second half and they were like, hey, screw you guys. We're the Ravens. <laughs> um, but definitely like not an awful performance, I don't think, by CJ Stroud and the Texans. They just they just had not enough talent to keep up with the Ravens. And that is what it is. I think the Texans are playing with house money all year. Um, Lamar Jackson. If you didn't look at the stats, 100 yards rushing, 152 yards passing, four total touchdowns. Um, if there's an MVP of the playoffs, I think you could easily give it to him right now and the playoffs aren't even over yet. But he's playing out of his mind. Um, he has this Ravens team rolling and, you know, nothing but the confidence in that team right now. But how do you guys view this game? What's your opinion on it? We'll go ahead and start with David. Um. I think that I kind of predicted that the Texans run would come to an end. Um, Ravens went out and did their job, did exactly what they needed to do. And yeah, they're moving on to play the Chiefs, which is a whole other issue when we get to that. Dom, what's your opinions on this game? What do you think about it? I For a second... Up until halftime, I thought the Texans had a chance in this one. It was what 10, 10 and a half. Yeah. Um the the Texans were really surprising me. I thought I I coming into this game, I thought that they were a legit team. Um but I think they finally were outmatched. I think they're a young team, maybe not ready to be a Super Bowl contender just yet. Um they weren't weren't able to keep up with the Ravens, who I think really are an elite team at this point. Um, and at the end of the day, the discrepancy in talent and you know the better team kind of pulled through. Um, I think it was a closer game than than the the final score really shows. And like I said last or last time I was on because I wasn't on last week, um, the future is really bright for the Texans. I think. You know, there, there's two teams in the NFL that that I could see being, you know, Super Bowl contenders for a long period of time, and that's the Texans and the Packers. Um, I, I think those two teams, we, I, I think we could see them multiple times play each other in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. I think, I, I do think though that the Texans, if C.J. Stroud is able to continue the upward movement, if he's able to continue to play the way he has and get better. I think the Texans, depending on what they're able to add in the offseason, could be legitimate conversation for maybe the Super Bowl conversation, depending on what they're able to add in the offseason. Um, just the way that he played. I mean, it, a lot of the season people had him, some people had him in the conversation for MVP with how he was playing. Um, I think if he didn't get hurt, maybe the conversation would have still been there. But obviously with the way that Lamar had been playing and other quarterbacks, um, it might have been a stretch, but he was playing at that level, top five quarterback in the league level. So, like I said, I think if they're able to add the right pieces in the offseason, add some more talent with the way that he plays and the way that he um, makes the guys around him better, I think they could be in the Super Bowl conversation next year. And, and again, like you said, with the Packers, we'll go into the Packers 49ers. I think the the Packers should be in the Super Bowl conversation next year as well, too, with depending on how they who they add in the offseason. Um they just kind of ran into a 49ers team, but it's not like the 49ers played 
all that well against them. Um, Brock Purdy didn't have an awful game, 252, one touchdown. You know, Christian McCaffrey did his thing, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Um, you know, I think really when you look at this game, the two interceptions by Jordan Love, I think, really made this game matter. Um, if he had didn't have those two interceptions, maybe they win that game. So I think that's a testament to what that team has been able to do. They have a young quarterback who is clearly their franchise guy, is their future. Don't know how they did it for a third time in a row. If they do it for a fourth time in a row, somebody should put them under investigation because that's just ridiculous. But, you know, when you look at Jordan Love, about 200 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Like Aaron Jones had another 100-yard game, obviously didn't have three touchdowns this game, but they have a little bit to work on. They can add some talent. And then, like Dom said, I, I think that that's another team that you could put in the Super Bowl conversation next year and for years to come. Um, just about what they are. But Dom, what's your viewpoint on this game, man? Um, honestly, I, I think I, I mentioned this in text um a couple of days ago. I, I think the 49ers got extremely lucky in this game. Um, there were two, two dropped uh interceptions by the by the Packers defense that I think really could have put the game away. Um, I think the the first one that was dropped by Savage, I think that could have been a pick six. Um, and then the other one later in the game definitely could have been a game breaker. But with like five minutes to go right before the the missed field goal, the, the Packers had an 81% chance to win. So I, I think if a couple plays go the Packers way um, that really could have went their way, I mean, the, I don't think there was really any excuse for missing that field goal at the end and then if their DBs held on to those interceptions, you know, we're talking uh Packers Lions NFC championship game. Um I give Purdy credit for leading them down the field and and taking the lead at the end of the game, but I, I think this 49ers team when fully healthy, they're very hard, almost impossible to beat. And the the Packers almost did it. But the one thing that I've I've noticed about the, this 49ers team is when one little thing goes wrong, you take one cog out of the machine, whether it's Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, McCaffrey, their offense shuts down. Um, and Purdy's great when all the pieces are there, but when you take one person out, he's overthrowing people. He it it it's almost like he remembers that he's a seventh round pick, and he goes back to just being a guy and when everyone's there you know obviously like i said he's great but you know i i think that's something that the 49ers now and going into the future need to be a little concerned about because if he's going to be a legit franchise guy and a guy that we consider an mvp candidate he needs to be able to continue at a high level of play when one weapon goes down I can understand if he has multiple guys out and he's playing with a bunch of backups and not playing well, but he should be able to play well when one person goes down. Yeah, I agree. I think the development needs to be there with him going into year three where we see him be the guy that can elevate, not the guy that's elevated. I think that's that's the biggest thing. Now that Brock Purdy Brock is a good quarterback, I think in the right system, like in San Francisco, in the right situation, you know, he's accurate. I think he makes good decisions most of the time. Um, and he's able to have those drives, like you mentioned at the end of the games, where he is able to kind of win you games. So he has that mindset. But I think that you really look at him, and it's, it's again, he's being elevated a lot of the time. He's not doing the elevating. Like, we kind of saw C.J. Stroud this year elevate that Texans team. That's what we need Brock Purdy to take that next step. Um, I think he can but that coaching staff is going to have to develop him into doing that. And I agree. Like I said, I think the Packers were maybe one or two plays away from winning this game. And that should concern the 49ers because the lions are not a team that you're going to be able to play that way against. And if they make it to the super bowl and they got to face the Ravens or the chiefs, you're not going to, you're for sure not going to be able to play that way against them. I mean, we saw what the Ravens did to him earlier in the season. So um, yeah, not a fun stuff, but David, what is your uh, thoughts on this game, man? Packers 49ers. I think that we saw the team that we expected to go to uh, the conference championship game. And, but yeah, I guess mistakes happen on both sides. 
And it's just a matter of who can um, execute on those mistakes and actually, um, yeah, produce something out of it, basically. And so the 49ers were able to actually produce something out of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's go to the third game. This is another close game here, Buccaneers versus Lions. The Lions continue to show us that they're kind of the team of destiny this year. Um, Dan Campbell has basically completely flipped the culture in Detroit. Um, he has put this team and these players in positions to be successful, and I think that that shows. You know, you got a guy in Jared Goff, 30 for 43, 287, two touchdowns. Jameer Gibbs came up real big. Um I really think that he's their running back of the future. And, you know, you have really good weapons on the outside. And this this was a really good game. Um, obviously, Baker Mayfield driving down the field late um, has the opportunity to, you know, score a touchdown, throws an interception, right? That's unfortunate. Um, I don't think that really takes away from his season this year. He had a really good season. I think the Buccaneers can build off of that. Um, but that's another team that you look at and you're like, Maybe they shouldn't have been in that situation, but they were. Um, but definitely something that the Buccaneers can build off of. It, it was a, a pretty good game, I think, for the most part until the fourth quarter. It was tied, you know, neck and neck. Fourth quarter, the Detroit just was able to score two touchdowns, um, and Tampa wasn't able to keep up. So, David, what's your uh, thoughts on this game, man? I, I guess you could say it's the reason why I chose Dan Campbell as coach of the year, pretty much. Um, I think that he's able to keep help keep his guys healthy, motivated, and completely change the culture around, like you said. And they're in the conference championship for what the first time since what ninety one, if not ever. And that's something to say. You're you're knocking on the doorstep of history, pretty much. And to the Buccaneers, it's it was honestly great to see this team in the playoffs as well as the divisional round. And they gave the Lions basically a run for their money. And so I think that Browns fans should be regretting ever letting Baker Mayfield go, even though it, he didn't go as far as I wanted him to to make it fully regret. But I think he had a pretty good season overall. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think we've had this conversation before. We're all in different spots on the the Baker Mayfield situation. I mean, I I do think when you look back at it, number one was probably too high for him, but he's definitely a first-round quarterback. I think the Buccaneers have a guy that can be a good starter for them. Uh, for the future, whether that's, you know, the next four or five years. I think he's a guy that can continually put them in a spot to be in the playoffs. Um, he's good enough to be a top top half league of the quarterback. Oh my gosh, I said that wrong. A top of the league, half of the league quarterback. Um, but, you know, there's limitations there. I do think that the Buccaneers need to look at everything this offseason, uh, maybe add a few more pieces, be a little bit more, um, have have a little bit more talent, but He's a guy that can get them there, and he's a guy that can put them in a situation to win those games. I mean, listen, the Eagles team was struggling, but he was able to put them over the top there, and he was able to keep them in a game against this Lions team, like I said, that kind of seems like the team of destiny. And, yeah, I think when you look at that quarterback situation in Cleveland, I do think that they should be looking at that and being like, what could have been if we just would have stuck it out um, and maybe made better decisions injury-wise with Baker and... uh and built built that team around him. But we'll never know. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Uh, Dom, Buccaneers-Lions, man, what you think? I thought this was uh, a really entertaining game. Um, I was happy to see Baker in the playoffs again. Um, I liked the story of the Buccaneers season, but I'm definitely I'm, I'm definitely pulling for the Lions. Um, I love the, the underdog story. Um, I've always said if the Browns never came back and Cleveland didn't have a team, I probably would have grown up a Lions fan. Um, so it's good to to see them finally having some success. I think this team 
is a legit Super Bowl contender this year. Um, I, I think they're they're for real. Their their offense is phenomenal. I think their defense gives them just enough to to stay in really every game. But you know, going back to uh, the Baker situation, this game this game ended. I swear I had deja vu like to multiple Browns games over the years where, you know, they were in the same situation and the same result happened. I give Baker credit for getting the Buccaneers to the playoffs. And I've never doubted that he is a legit starter in the league, but to me, and clearly the Browns thought this too, he's good enough to keep you competitive and get you to the playoffs. But in situations where he needs to drive the team down the field, he consistently comes up short in those moments. And, you know, throughout the season, he's, he's streaky, you know, he'll go on runs where he's looking amazing and everyone's like, damn, this is, this is the guy. And then he'll go through a five or six game stretch or like he's just average, Um, you know, and, and that's, that's why the Browns moved on from him. I, I think he's good enough to get you to the divisional round, but I don't know if he's the guy that can be the piece to get you over the hump. And I think ultimately that's why the Browns decided to move on and take the risk that that was the Deshaun Watson trade. Um, but I do think that he's found a home in Tampa Bay. I think they would be foolish to get rid of him at this point. Um especially because they don't have a top draft pick to to draft one of the top quarterbacks in this draft. I think going into next year, I think he's clearly the best option. Um, I don't think he'll get a long-term extension, but I can see him signing a two- to three-year deal to stay with the Buccaneers. Yeah, and, and some actual development. You know, I, I think a part of the problem with his time in Cleveland is there really wasn't much development that went into that. I mean, those first two years... There was no development. He didn't start till halfway through the year, and Freddie Kitchens definitely wasn't. Yeah, uh, let, let's not remember. Let's not forget that he did almost win rookie of the. He, I think, he should have won rookie of the year in twenty eighteen. Well, but it went to winning, it winning, went to Saquon Barkley. Well, winning rookie of the year or coming close to it doesn't mean he was being developed. I mean, most of the time in your rookie year, you're just kind of going out there playing, and your talent and your ability showcases, and really in that off season is really when you're hitting that development. So yes, I do think. Those first two years, there really wasn't much development when you talk about the the turnover in coaching staff. Um, third year, yes, he probably got some development with Kevin Stefanski. Fourth year, he was hurt, so there really wasn't much there. And then he kind of bounced around um, year five. So now year six, he got another opportunity to go out and start, showcase his skills. So hopefully this offseason, he gets some development and they can kind of, you know, limit some of those limitations that he has and, and really kind of focus on that and like we've all said, he can be the guy in in Tampa and and continue to put them in situations to be in the playoffs. So um, let's finish this out. Chiefs and Bills. This is a game that almost feels like it shouldn't have ended the way that it ended. I think this was like Buffalo's chance um, to finally get over the mountaintop. And I just think that the powers that be, there was too much there. You had Taylor Swift, Jason Kelsey in the in the stands shirtless hanging out with buffalo bills fans oh i don't know it just feels like too much but there's not really much about this game guys i mean josh allen he played really well i think when you look at it there was a couple things here and there that maybe he could have done differently but for the most part i feel like his team let him down um if there i think what stefan diggs dropped an open pass that could have been if not a touchdown, really close to it. There was another wide receiver that dropped another pass that would have got them close to a touchdown. Obviously, their kicker missed the field goal at the end of the game. So, I mean, you're just you're talking about three, four, five instances in which his team really let him down. Patrick Mahomes, he just managed the game, man. 215, two touchdowns. Pacheco really ran hard, 97 yards, one touchdown. So, again, this was a really close game throughout. Um, Buffalo had the chance to really win this game and, and be in the lead and they just kind of just kind of let it slip and Kansas City is in the AFC championship game again so Dom what's your viewpoint on this game man honestly the, I know this is the game that everybody was excited to watch but I personally wasn't that interested in the game um, I still watched it though I thought 
I thought Josh Allen played really well. I think he was more so let down by the supporting cast, mostly Stefan Diggs. Um, it, it seems like he, he kind of disappeared towards the end of the season. Um, you would think, you know, with them winning six games in a row going into this, that Diggs would have been having, you know, a monster type end of the year, but he really fell apart. And it was Khalil Shakir and um, James Cook that, that were really being the guys to step up. Um, the defense was opportunistic at times, but I don't know, man. This Chiefs team, it, it's really impressive, you know, what what they've been able to do. You know, this year, the offense wasn't as good as in years past, and everyone thought, oh, this is the year that the, the Chiefs are beatable. But they had one of the best defenses in the league, and the fact that they've been able to really completely flip how they – manage their their team and how they win games really on a dime is is really impressive um i don't know this is a an organization that i think is going to be super bowl contenders you know for the foreseeable future as long as um mahomes and andy Reid are there i i think this is a team that you know is on the verge of becoming a dynasty especially if they win one this year yeah I mean, listen, I I know that winning Super Bowls is kind of, or championships is where you would label that dynasty, but I also feel like if you're competitive in a Super Bowl or you're competing for a Super Bowl every single year, that should constitute you as a dynasty as well, too. And this Chiefs team, since Patrick Mahomes has started, this is what, their sixth AFC championship game? Um, if they win this and go to the Super Bowl, this will be the fourth Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes has played in. So, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, it would be the fourth. fourth yeah, because he lost 1-1-2. One, one, so, I mean, listen, I mean, this is this is in all intents and purposes. This Chiefs team is a dynasty. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have, have somehow willed this team, which we did not think would be in this situation with the amount of weapons that they had. But for all the deficiencies, they, are, they have put themselves in that situation. If they play the way that they played against the Bills, there's a good chance that they can make a run at it. So, yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, development and the, the way that the Chiefs have been able to develop guys into becoming legit playmakers. Um, you know, you got Rasheed Rice, the, the rookie, rookie wide receiver, who's really been developing throughout the year. And he's he's playing a big part of this offense. You got Isaiah Pacheco, who they found in the seventh round is a legit running back in this league. And I, he's... He's a game changer for them. Um, you still got Kelsey. You know, they're they're getting production. You know, Valdez Scantling came out of nowhere um against the Bills and, and had some big catches. You know, they're they're getting development from young guys as well as, you know, enough production from their veterans to where Patrick Mahomes is, is able to you know, will them to victory still. Yeah. Yeah, just a... I think, like I said, tough one for the Bills, man. David, what's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, it's just another tough loss for the Bills. <clears throat> um, And I think I'm just, I don't want to say tired, because it, for me it's starting to become the Patriots all over again, where it's just them, them, and them again every year, every single year. And... To their credit, they're they're doing it themselves there. And they're putting these players out onto the field. So I got to give credit where credit's due at the end of the day. And so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, like I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I think when I was picking a lot of these matchups in the postseason, I just deferred to the better quarterback. You know, I think, you know, we, we equate this Chiefs, dynasty to the Patriots dynasty and I think when you have a guy who's a I think that's a little too early to start doing but I see what you're getting at well no I'm like I'm not saying it's going to be the same but it, in in all intents and purposes it is very much like I said the past six years we've been talking about the Chiefs either in the Super Bowl or competing for a Super Bowl you know what I mean so like they're they're this the modern age Patriots run that they went on I think to say that that they're going to get you know, six Super Bowls and that many years of success. That's very advantageous, but it's not impossible. Um, but again, like 
I think it goes down to who has the best quarterback. And I think Patrick Mahomes is just clearly in a different echelon than everybody else. Like, I know he has his limitations. You know, Tom Brady had his limitations. But Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. And there is not anybody that looks like is going to surpass that. You know, I think the question for you guys before we move on, I know I didn't have this on here, but, you know, a lot of people were saying this was the Bills, like, chance. This was the year for them to do it because everybody else kind of felt beatable almost other than maybe the Ravens. But when you look at the AFC and you look at Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, Lamar and the Ravens, um, you have CJ and the Texans now, you have Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Um, if Justin Herbert's able to get an actual head coach, like maybe they'll be competitive. Um, I know I'm missing people. If Trevor Watson's and, able to have yeah, an arm. Deshaun Watson and the Browns, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. Um, if uh, AR is able to come back healthy with the Colts, like they were kind of competitive. So if, if you know, they're able to combine what they did with Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson, that's, that's a nice team. If Aaron Rodgers comes back healthy, like I can uh, go on and on there. There are probably like out of the six, what 16 teams in the, in the AFC, there's probably like 12 of them that are, you could look at and you're like, you are a truly competitive team because of the roster you have and the quarterback you have on their team. Like, does it look almost insurmountable that the Bills are going to win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen in the next like 10 years? You know what I mean? Like, what does that look like for them? And does it look like it's not going to happen? I'll just kind of open that up. I think so. Cause you know, you, you said earlier that when looking at a matchup, you default to who is the best quarterback. And I think Josh Allen, like you, like every quarterback has his limitations. He turns the ball over a lot, but he scores hell of a lot of touchdowns and it it was really him alone willing this team to to where they were and he alone almost carried them to a victory over the Chiefs um it was a pretty damn close game and it it was really the Josh Allen show um so I think obviously there there'll have to be some changes with the roster maybe they make a change at coach but I, I think Josh Allen's going to be there for the foreseeable future. And as long as you have Josh Allen, I think he's a top five quarterback in the league. So as, as long as you have him on your roster, you're you're going to have a cho- you're going to have a shot to winning a Super Bowl. Um, you know they they've been so close. You know against the Chiefs, they, they had that legendary playoff game a couple years ago, uh, where the Chiefs drove down the field in like 17 seconds. Um, they had him on the ropes this year. I, I think this is there's an opportunity there for them. I don't think that they're miles apart from where that the Chiefs are. I think if they can retool the the team a little bit, I think they were really affected by injuries, especially on the defensive side this year. So if they can add more depth, I, I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be competitive for the foreseeable future. I, I just I don't know. I, I think about it in a sense of like I know that we talk about his ability to put the ball in the end zone. I think that's huge. His ability to run, I think, is something that not a lot of quarterbacks have. But I don't know, man. Burrow, CJ, those two guys are, like, tactful with the ball, man. They're very accurate with it. They can drive down the field. They seem to have some ability to um, put together winning drives. Like, I know that he, you know, CJ wasn't able to beat the the Ravens, but... Yeah, but at what point are we going to really start to be concerned about Joe Burrow's long-term health? That that is one thing, yeah. His his availability. You know, you got Aaron Rodgers, who is 39, coming off a torn Achilles. Like, yes, he's a big name, but is he a viable option going forward? Um, I just, depending on what the... I just look at it this way. Like, I, I think Josh Allen right now is definitely a top five quarterback in the league. But like I said, I think as as CJ develops, as Trevor Lawrence develops, as if um, Justin Herbert can get an actual coach that can put him in good situations, like I think he's already a top ten quarterback in the league with his ability. It just it's just the team they have not been able to do what they need to do. Um, you know, we're not even talking about the guys on the other side in the NFC as well too. So I don't know. It's it's a very it, it's definitely very interesting. Not saying that he's not a bad player, but when you talk about how, like, is he going to be in that number 
um, two or three spot in people's minds in the AFC for for long with these guys that are that are coming out and coming up. So I don't know, it'd be very interesting. Um, we're gonna go ahead and skip quarter two here, guys. There's not really much going on in college unless you're an Ohio State fan. Uh, we cleaned house. I mean, Ohio State's spending, you know, the equivalent of the GDP of Zimbabwe in NIL money. This I year. don't. I don't know if that 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 was never that was never proven to be true. That was just some stupid report that came out. Um, I mean, I the, all the these transfer players aren't coming here for free. Oh no, for sure not. But so I don't. They're def, they're definitely spending something. But yeah, but you like, know the thirteen million the running back like and. Digs from Alabama didn't come here for a pack of peanuts and no and no, but I'm but I'm uh, not I'm not whatever food here. Columbus is known for. But but to sit here and say that they spent thirteen or fifteen million doesn't really seem. If they did, they did. But who cares? I mean, they brought they retained a lot of guys. They brought a lot of guys in the transfer portal, and they got Bill O'Brien as a offensive coordinator. So I think this offseason was a lot of big moves, a lot of things that they needed to do to change stuff up. But like I said, if you're in Ohio you State, you break here for Ryan Day. Exactly. That's what I was about to say, too, because I was like, if they don't at the very least beat Michigan or win this national championship, he's going to be gone at the end of the season. Yeah, especially with the new athletic director. I think, there. I think that that's probably what their their mindset is, is, hey, this isn't Gene Smith anymore. You know, that's you're not his guy. So you got to go out there and you got to prove that you still deserve to be here. And and I, I, I said that at the end of this season, I was but, like. If he's not gone at the end of this season and he's back for next season, he's going to be on the hot seat. Yeah. I, I just, I also feel it this way too. I think it's like just a little delusional to, I understand that we're at a high standard here, but also like there's not another person in college football that you look out that could probably come in and do the same job that he's done over the years. Like I just, other than obviously like the the main guys, but they're not coming here. You know what I mean? They're not leaving the situation that they're in. So it's just one of those things that you look at and you're like, yes, of course. Like he hasn't been able to beat Michigan. Like he hasn't won a national championship yet. But at the same time, like I don't think he's done an awful job here. I just think he needs to get over the hump. And like I've said before in multiple conversations, he's not a guy that's scouted for talent he's a guy that's scouted for scheme fit and this year it seems like they've gone for just talent and i think that they need to do that that's what urban meyer did um that's what nick saban's done they just were like give me the most talent and i'll make it work and that's why they won national championships that's why they were competitive every single year so but to that point i guess you could say there's a reason why ohio state is so high in expectations because you got to understand, they're up there with the Alabamas, the Clemsons at one point, the LSUs at one point, I should say. And Michigan had high standards too, but obviously they had Rich Rodriguez as a head coach. But I miss those times. I mean, well, I'm not David. I'm not saying that there's not high expectations. I'm just saying name name me another head coach out there that could come in and do what Ryan Day did here, right? Like, obviously, it's but it, and it's also not like when Urban Meyer played Michigan, it was, they had nobody at head coach. They couldn't recruit. Like, towards the end of the time that, that Trust was there, they couldn't recruit. You know what I mean? So when you look at those 13, 14, 15 years in a row where we won, like, their teams were garbage. Ryan Day has yeah, gone. That, that was like the, the dark ages for, for Michigan yes. fans. Ryan Day has had to play against some of the best Michigan teams that we've seen in the 2000s. Like, think about that. So, like, at the end of the day, yes, of course, like, beating Michigan is a must. But I think we also have to look at that when you ha- have that conversation about being like, well, you know, Trust had a good record against Michigan and Urban Meyer was undefeated. Well, yeah, of course, because they played garbage Michigan teams. Like Dom said, they was in the dark ages of Michigan. So mm. Jim Harbaugh... I will has- say, I will say, I, I agree with everything that you're saying, Nick. But also to David's point, if Ohio State's going to gonna win a natty this year, th- this is the year to do it. Mm-hmm. You got Alabama yeah. that doesn't have um, Nick Saban anymore. They have lost a lot of players. Mm-hmm. You got Jim Harbaugh, who is pretty much confirmed to go to the NFL at this point. Um, he's had two rounds of interviews with the Chargers and has another interview with the Falcons coming up. Um, you know, 
LSU is not what they've, they've that, been. Real quick, sorry to interrupt, Dom. But it's also the easiest opportunity to get into the national championship to some degree. You don't have yeah, to. Yeah, because you're, you're guaranteed four. a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah but you still, you still got to play three games like to get there like let's not let's not act like there's not more opportunities now to to lose a game i mean i don't think no, it's, i i, I get, don't think it's easier that, you have a but... you have a longer season more attrition like no i agree i think with michigan with harbaugh flirting with the nfl they haven't recruited so i mean he's already set himself well, up for probably lost next a lot season. of recruits too because yeah. if you're a top recruit you're not going to commit to a, a coach that you're not even sure if he's going to be there or not yeah mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've lost a lot of top players too. Also, yeah. I think it's funny that you said we were going to skip the college football section and hear. I know. Like I was just about, about to it. say that. I was just going to be like, "Oh, if you're an Ohio State <laughs> fan, you're you're having fun," and then move on. And then we we I should have just put it up there. Ah, whatever. All right, quarter three. Um, we're just going to talk about the coaching hires, kind of like how we did last week. Keep it short and sweet. There's not really much going on other than the playoffs right now in the NFL. Um, but we're going to hit it real quick, guys. Raiders kept. Antonio Pierce and the Titans hired the Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. So I'll go ahead and kick it over to David here. What's your thoughts on this, man? I think that the Raiders finally did something right, I guess you could put it. He might not have been the right coach in the end, but I think Dom even said this a while back that the Raiders for some reason had like this like circular motion of coaches and where they'd hire a coach that no one liked on the team, have an interim coach that everyone on the team respected in terms of players, get a new coach that no one likes interim coach that everyone likes, and then just repeat that over and over again. They were like, you know what? These guys respect him. He was able to do something with this team this year. It may not have been, what we had hoped at the start of the season, but he was able to do something from pretty much nothing It from the team that he was given. Let's give him an off season to at least have a chance to create the team that he wants and then go from there. In terms of the Titans, I still think, uh, what was it? Mike Vrabel is how you pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Should have still kind of been there because I think he should have been given one more one off season because you have to remember during his entire tenure there, he's been pretty successful with the team that he's had. This is what the first down down season that he had and never really had the chance to fix it. And you just automatically get rid of the guy before he could actually attempt to fix it. Um, but hopefully Brian Callahan can come in, do something with what he has, and basically start anew. Yeah. The Antonio Pierce hiring is it makes sense. I, I hope that he's able to do like what Dan Campbell and um and uh Pierce not Pierce, um oh my gosh, the Texans head coach. Can't think of his name. D'Amico Ryan's. Yes, D'Amico Ryan's were able to do with their teams. Um you know, I think that's what the Raiders were thinking, the Patriots were thinking in their higher, you know, higher, you know, ex players that are really good in locker room guys. Um, I think that like that Mike Tomlin approach with head coaches now is is like very important. The guy that um isn't necessarily like an all world coordinator, but a very player coach guy, a guy that can galvanize the guys around him, um, can motivate the team to play better than than what they actually can. I think that's what a lot of franchises are looking at now. That's why you have um, a lot of the coaches in the situations they are. So it makes sense. I just hope they give him time to build a team there. I know that the owners are very much like, oh, we need money. Um, we're in Las Vegas. We got to be good. We got to be flashy. But you got to give a coach time to build and develop a roster. And I hope they give him that opportunity to do that. And not just a one done head coach. But that's my fear with the with the Raiders, they're very much like the Panthers, where if you don't have instant success, they don't care, you're out. Um, the Titans, for me, this is the most confusing one out there. There's no reason that Mike Vrabel shouldn't be their head coach right now. Um, and when like they fired him or let him go, he walked away, whatever, their, their sentiment was, hey, we wanted to start early. And we wanted to make sure we were going to go get our guy. Like, 
we want our guy. And everybody's like, okay, like they want Harbaugh or they want um, Belichick. That's what they want. Brian Callahan, question mark? is That's a very like, that almost seems like a lateral move, if not worse. I, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. This was your guy. This is the guy that you gave up on Mike Vrabel, one of the top head coaches in the league to go get. Like David said, he hasn't even had an opportunity. Like this was the first year that I think they struggled under him in a while. Like they were in in the playoffs or almost I think they were in the playoffs every year with him since he got there. Yeah, so I, like it just doesn't make any sense. I, I don't I don't understand it. So I think the reasoning for the variable hire or fire was just the, the situation changed. I don't think it has anything to do with him as a coach. This organization is going through a massive rebuild. Like they're they're on the verge of gutting the team and rebuilding from the bottom up. And you know they probably needed a guy that's not. I I, I see Vrabel as a coach that you bring in to put your team over the hump. That's kind of went through that transition. They built a core, and Vrabel's the guy to take them into the playoffs. I don't know if he's he's a guy that would want to sit through a four or five-year rebuild of a, of a team. Um, so I, I don't think it is really him as, as a coach that was the problem. I just think the situation changed. And, you know, they went with the, the option of letting him go, probably for the betterment of his career, so we can go to that type of situation and not have to sit through a rebuild. Um, I don't understand the Brian Callahan hiring. It makes me scared as a Browns fan because his dad is arguably the best offensive line coach in football. So I'm kind of scared that he's going to follow his son and go to Tennessee. Um, But I, I think he got the job just because he was in the same room as Joe Burrow. Like he did never call the plays. I mean, what what did he really do besides be in the same room as Joe Burrow? Um, hope he has success because you know that uh, head coaching jobs in the NFL are, you know, it could be once in lifetime opportunities. So, I think for his sake, I, I hope he has success. But it doesn't make much sense to me. Um, I do really like the Antonio Pierce hiring by the Raiders. Uh, it's something that you know you could see how the team played when he was the interim coach and how he, he really ignited the locker room and you could tell how much more motivated the team was. Um, and, you know, all off season before they made the move official, they were like the leaders on this team are saying, we want Antonio Pierce as our coach. And I, I think it goes a long way for the relationship between players and the front office where the, the players like, feel like their opinion would actually matter in the, in the decision. Um, so I think that goes a long way of building trust, you know, from the bottom up. And I think it's a great move for the, the team. And, you know, I, if I'm a Raiders fan, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the move. All right. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think about at home about this. I mean, I think we're all kind of in the same sentiment. I, I can agree with you, Dom, about the, the Titans thing, but, he didn't want to leave. So regardless of what the situation was, I, I I don't know. I would have almost rather had him there for the rebuild anyway, because of how good of a coach he is. Like, I know that he's used to winning, but be like, Hey, let's, let's do, let's do a quick rebuild. Be right back in it within three years and and have a good day. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. It just, it seems almost like a downgrade and that doesn't really make much sense to me. So I don't know. All right, quarter four, projection time. Dom, Ravens, Chiefs, man, who do you got? I don't know. Because you can't really bet against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But I think all year, the Ravens have been arguably the best team in football. So it's it's hard to say, but I I, I can't go against the Chiefs. So I'm going to go... Kansas City in this game. David? I'll say the Ravens on this one. Because if I want to see a team go to the uh, Super Bowl, 
I don't want to see the Kansas City Chiefs go into the Super Bowl again. You'd rather have the the Ravens, the former Browns, the team that you know we're supposed to hate more than any other team, go to another Super Bowl. Well, personally, that would be the Pittsburgh Steelers, but that's a whole other story. Um, but yes, it doesn't even make any sense, David. I mean, I understand the rivalry between Pittsburgh and Cleveland, but. The Bravens are literally the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> like, so. that should almost be more of a hatred. I don't know. Whatever. I don't really care. I have no skin in the fight. I'm not really like a big Ravens hater. I think that as a Steelers fan, they've had their battles over the years. But, um, purely, to me, I've never really hated the Baltimore Ravens growing up. Yeah. I mean, it's, so. it's all preferential. I get it. They're, Cleveland does hate Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh does not like Cleveland. So, I mean, it's that's just what it is. Um, with this game, like I said earlier, I normally go with the better quarterback. I, I always do, you know what I mean? And, but I, I don't know. I, I don't want to go against Patrick Mahomes. Like Dom said, this one, this one's a tough situation for me. I, I wish they would have lost. Um, so I could just pick the Ravens and have a good day. Um, but I'm going to go with the Ravens with, with David. I just think, I think the chiefs have gotten lucky. I think that's where they're at right now. I think at some point, Patrick Mahomes is not going to be able to will them to a win. And I refuse to believe that this complete team of the Ravens that has been the best team in football this year and Lamar Jackson, who has been one of the best players in the league this year, I refuse to believe that they're not going to be able to beat the Chiefs. Um, I refuse to believe that Taylor Swift is going to wave a wand and be magical and the Chiefs are going to win this game. I just don't know how that's going to happen. But like I said, I think the Ravens win this one. I don't think they have an answer for Lamar on the ground. I just don't think with how Josh Allen was able to run on them, I can only imagine how Lamar is going to be able to run on him, run on them because he's a far better runner than what uh, Josh Allen is. So I just think that they're not going to have an answer for that. Um, and they're going to come out on top. David Lions 49ers, man, who do you got? If the Lions can make less mistakes like the Packers did and make the 49ers feel kind of rushed almost, especially Brock Purdy. I think the Lions have a chance. And personally, I I want to see the Lions go. I want the Lions to go personally. Do I think the 49ers can go as well? Yeah, but if I had to choose, I'm going to go Lions. All right, Dom. I'm also going with the Lions, one, because they're the team that I want to win. But... With everything that I said about the 49ers earlier, um, the fact that Debo, if he does play, definitely won't be 100%. But there's a good chance that he doesn't play this week. Um, and we, we've seen this offense without Debo, and it's mediocre. And I think this 49ers defense, while good, I, I think this Lions offense is good enough to to really put up some numbers on them. So, you know, I, I think this Lions team is, is a complete team, and I think they could do it. We're going to go three for three on this one, guys. I'm going to go with the Lions, too. And it might be more of an emotional pick, I think. Like, I had picked the Texans over the Ravens last week, and that might have been a more of an emotional pick for me. Um, but... Amigos. What is it? Breaking news. Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan and has accepted the uh, head coaching job with the Los Angeles Chargers. Alrighty. Breaking from Adam Schefter. There you go. There you go. Okay, we all picked the Lions. Nothing more need to be said about that. Real quick, because um, I do think we have to get off here. Quick thoughts on the on the, the Chargers signing John Harbaugh. Dom? Um, better than what they had. I think he will I think he's a good coach for them. I, I think we'll really see them take a step forward, and it's great for Ohio State. Yeah, great for Ohio State. Um, he's a guy that is he's always been able to get the most out of the talent that he has. So that is something that that roster needs. Cause like I said, like forever, they've had the most talent on that roster, but they haven't been able to get anything out of it. So if there's one guy that could do it, it's probably going to be him. David, what's your thoughts on it? I think that he'll be able to finally steady the ship uh, of that team and lead them to where we think the chargers are. Because as we've said before, on paper, in terms of player personnel, 
there shouldn't be any reason why they aren't in the playoffs contending for a Super Bowl, at least on paper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting, very interesting. I did want to end this episode, though, guys, on a did you know. Um, we talked about the Bills, like, not able to get over this hump of the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes being a thorn in their side. Um, did you guys know that the Bills are actually the reason that the Chiefs were able to draft Patrick Mahomes? Explain. Yes, please do. In the draft. Because the- that that's so ironic that they're so, the reason why the Chiefs were able to draft him now that he's just beating them continuously. Yep. So in the draft that Patrick Mahomes was taken, 10th overall, the Bills had that pick. And the Chiefs traded up from 27. So they traded the 27th overall pick in that draft, a third round in that draft, and the 2018 first-round draft pick for the 10th overall pick to take Patrick Mahomes. So the Buffalo Bills are to thank for the dynasty of the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes' success, and he just continually beats them down. (laughs) I need you to take this a step further. With what the Bills got in that trade, what did they turn that into? Okay, mm-hmm. I'll have to I'll have to look that up. I I don't I don't know for sure. Because um, I mean, clearly it, it wasn't. They, oh, they got what I what I think what I saw was they did get three Pro Bowl players. I don't know. I forget who they were, but the three guys they did draft were Pro Bowl players. So that's what I did I see mean, in the comment. So I don't at the time I don't blame them for making that trade if they were able to get three Pro Bowl three Pro Bowl players for trading the first round pick. I mean, listen, no one. No one could have expected Patrick Mahomes to turn into what he's become. Mm-hmm. But again, you think about how jo- or Josh Allen is like 0-4 in the playoffs against Patrick Mahomes. Or 0-3, I think. You got to think about that. That's yeah. that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. So, I don't know. All right, guys. That will end this episode. Let us know what you think about this whole episode. Let us know what you think about... Harbaugh to the Chargers. I wish we had more time to talk about it, but we all kind of got to get off here and get to our regular lives. Unfortunately, I got to get up in a couple hours for work, so I'm going to go to bed. (laughs) But thank you guys so much for being on this. Thank you guys so much for listening at home. Again, this was uh, Two Minute Drill presented by Deep Dive Sports, and we will catch you on the next one. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Two Minute Drill. And make sure to follow the show on Instagram at Two Minute Drill Podcast, D-D-S. Don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Also, comment on all our posts and episodes. We would love to hear what you think about the show and what we talk about each week. And as always, Two Minute Drill listeners, until next time.